0: Welcome to another episode of Ask Nurse Alice, the show where we talk about all things health, wellness, love, lifestyle, and of course, answering all the questions you have for me without any copays. So, um, I know you like that, right? These copays are ridiculous. Um, but you know what? It's been a minute. Um, did you guys miss me? Because I missed you guys. I really did. Um, you know, this whole COVID situation um, really threw everybody for a loop. Um, Lots of things, so many things, have changed, and um, you know, I don't even—I'm not even quite sure what the new normal is because it feels like we're making progress then we backslide, making progress and we're backsliding. Um, sounds like some people that I know in church, but um, Father, forgive me for that one. Um, but anyways, we are gonna um, get the party rolling. We're gonna try to just pick things back up from uh, where they were before um, and talk about all the things that you want to talk about. And before we do, I first want to shout out and say thank you to my engineer, Theo, who's in here with me, as well as Alex, who is running the cameras. Um, I couldn't do it without them or Inclusive Media as well. Make sure you um, go to their Instagram and follow them. Uh, They're a great bunch of um, folks to work with, and they're really the machine behind um, this show. So thank you guys, and you guys make sure to follow them. And then as far as me, you guys know the name, Ask Nurse Alice. It says that right there. Um, make sure to um, like, follow, subscribe, all those good things on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash asknursealice. Um, as well as all social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. What did I miss? Twitter. Those, You know, all the social media um, handles there you can slide into my dms ask me the questions you want to ask no unsolicited pictures please because uh, you will get blocked <laughs> and as well um i know that you love this show just as much as i love this show and you can make sure that you don't miss an episode by subscribing to it on on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and stitcher so you can't miss it so i want to hear no excuses about oh nurse alice i don't know where to find it listen I'm everywhere. So um, let's get back into what's been going on. So I did an episode with Margina Carter and we talked about getting ghosted and situationships and all those things. Um, shout out to her. Um, and then COVID hit shortly thereafter. And so things changed and um, didn't know what was happening. And as a nurse, uh, advanced practice nurse at the front lines and working in the ICU, working in ER guys, some of the things that I have seen and experienced um, I don't even know that I could put those in words to express to you. Um, I know I did a lot of crying. Um, I did a lot of praying. Um, I did a lot of reflection on life. And, you know, and I'm sure you guys have as well. Because when, when COVID hit, I mean, so many things were changed. You know, where we, you know, school, work, where we pray, um, you know, where we play. All of those things, things were shut down. It's like Mother Nature put us on a pause. Like, you're on timeout. Um, and during that process, though, you know, we've lost a lot of people. Um, and, you know, this is a world pandemic, so everyone around the world has been infect- affected by this. But here in the United States, we, um, and I'm looking at the Centers of Disease Control's latest stats, 2.74 million people infected with coronavirus, over 130,000 deaths. Um, that's a lot, and it's devastating. So uh, I want everyone to make sure that you check on your strong friend um, you know, because we, we have to be a good support system to each other as we're trying to pull through this, um, get over it, um, all of those things. And you know what? I'm not even sure, and I'm a healthcare professional, and I can understand these research studies and things that they're putting out there. Um, you know, I, I wish I had a crystal ball to say when this would be over. I don't. Um, but one thing I do know is... I do know that because we don't have a cure, because we don't really have COVID treatment, um, I know there's that talk about remdesivir, it's helpful, but it's not a cure, guys. Um, we don't have an immunization yet. Um, and to be quite honest, there are several of y'all that don't even like the flu shot. So even when we do get an immunization, are you going to get um, the COVID vaccine? Um, matter of fact, uh, when you uh, watch or listen to this in the replay, I want you to post down in your comments uh, if you're interested in getting it, not getting it. Cause I'm just curious to know as a nurse, obviously, um, I am a proponent of vaccines and immunizations because oftentimes the side effects and the minor aches and pains that we might feel from a vaccine uh, are far less than potentially losing our lives behind acquiring the actual disease itself. So um, immunization is still in the works. Um, They haven't forecasted for something possibly being done by this December, ready, you know, they'll put it in mass production and hopefully we can get it next year. I'm not sure exactly about the timeline. Um, but I do know things are in the works, so uh, that we, you know, hopefully can look forward to. But because while those things are working, what can you do? What can you do to prevent yourself from getting COVID nineteen, or if you, if, or you do get COVID nineteen, how can you, um, you know, shelter and take care of yourself at home without spreading it to your families and your loved ones? Um, those are things that we need to talk about. We need to talk about because while we talk about COVID nineteen, you get it. And then, you know, there's all this discussion about antibodies. Oh, I've had it. I have antibodies. I'm safe. Well, um, because we don't know a lot about COVID yet, we are learning every day. Numbers are changing. The science is. We're learning more as we're getting all this information and data are coming in. Um, one of the things that we are discovering is that just because you had COVID-19 and you've developed some antibodies, what research is showing us is that. Different people have different levels of antibodies. So some, they have, you know, have a couple antibodies type of thing. And some, you know, very high levels of antibodies. But also what we're learning is that there are uh, variations in how long those antibodies stay in our system. So just think about it. Like the cold. You can get a cold. You can get that same cold every year because those antibodies that you develop from it um, aren't lifelong. It's not like some of the, like once you get chicken pox, that's it. Like I've had chicken pox as a baby. I'm done. I'm never going to get it again. COVID-19 isn't necessarily operating like that. So we have to be mindful that um, if we get it or if we think we had it, we still need to take precautions. One, so we don't spread it to someone else. And for two, um, there is information out there about people who've contracted COVID-19 more than once. So, you want to be very, very careful. So, what can you do? What can you do to protect yourself? Um, considering, guys, considering, listen, I'm trying to tell you, and I'm trying to tell you here on the podcast before you come through my ER, my ICU, because I'm like, didn't you? You didn't watch the podcast, did you? You didn't listen, did you? Um, so, I'm trying to tell you with some TLC, but some tough love here that you need to take the precautions to protect yourself. Um, yourself your family your friends um, those type of things so you want to wear a mask masks are very important and while I don't have one I don't have one right now because I am recording but Theo and Alex have masks and they are at least six feet away from me okay so we are taking adequate precautions we have hand sanitizer we have disinfectant spray paper towels there's a sink in the other room like we got this we got this all lock so same for you So when you go uh, in public places um, or you're going to go, actually, you should have a mask just because, just for emergency, because you don't know what's going to happen or who's going to come into the room or who's going to, you know, come jogging beside you as you're outdoors. You should have a mask because when you wear a mask, uh, when you laugh, cough, talk, sneeze, sing, any of those things, um, it's going to be important because those uh, coronavirus droplets, when you cough and those things, they can go spread at least six feet, at least six feet Um, And so when you wear a mask, it actually serves as a barrier so it doesn't spray out six feet. And I'm going to say spray or spit because some of you guys are spitters. You may not know that because your friends can't break it to you, but I would break it to you. Some of y'all are spitters. Or even when you yawn, I think we called it Gleek or something when we was growing up. Is it called Gleek? You ever heard Gleek? I'm talking to Alex. You know when you talk and then all of a sudden like a little spray comes out by accident? Or when you yawn, Bill, do you know? See, you're not old enough, man. I don't know. I, listen, it happens. It happens. And so you don't intentionally do it. But so wearing a mask protects the people um, in front of you. And so in addition to wearing the mask, though, it's going to be important that you still, you know, maintain social distancing. So six feet. So at least six feet or at least arms width. Okay. So you like back up. Get to everybody. Back up. I'm in the grocery store pushing my car like back up. Six feet. Six feet. Listen, I will say it. I know shame in my game because I like life and I want to live. And also protecting other people when I say it. But social distancing is important because if someone coughs, laughs, spits, like I said, those droplets spray out, those have the potential. I know we said six feet, but if the wind is blowing, blowing right. And you know what I'm talking about. So if your hair can blow in the wind, listen. And I know some of you guys, met my, my fellas are bald, but just roll with me on this. That sometimes the wind can shift um, and tr- cause those um, droplets to travel anywhere up to 20 feet okay so if you uphill and someone's downhill and they're you know you guys are coughing it's still the potential is there so uh wearing a mask social distancing washing your hands also and i'm not just talking about turn the water on and wet your fingertips and wipe it on your shirt that's no 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 no. that's not how we're washing our hands in 2020 so if you were girls break up with him he is not the one and man she's nasty so no we need to make sure we wash our hands with warm soapy water for at least 20 seconds and we're rubbing all surfaces, okay? We need that friction on the palms of our hands, on the back of our hands, between our hands, um, and, you know, around your wrists, and nails. And I know this gets tricky if you have long nails or artificial nails, but you need to make sure that you get up under those nails, whether you are... I like I'm scratching my palms like this and trying to get the, the you know clean those areas but if you have artificial nails you really need to be mindful of you know how you clean around those because bacteria we can't see it we can't see COVID-19 you know I think our whole world would be in a whole different situation if you could see COVID if COVID were like um, big acne bumps or turned your hair green or yellow or just had a lump on on your shoulder, something big, then you guys would act different. If it was like walking zombies, but we can't see it. So that's why it's out of sight, out of mind. But that doesn't mean that we we don't do anything. You have to. Um, yes, yeah, so make sure, what do we say? Masks, we said social distancing, washing your hands. Um, and then also, I know y'all not gonna like this, but I don't care because I'm the nurse. I'm the one that's trying to help me. So help me help you. By listening to what I say, and that is by all means staying home as much as possible, Um, staying away from big crowds. And the reason being is because even if you're wearing a mask, social distancing and washing your hands, it's not 100 percent. So cloth masks can decrease the chances of spread. Social distancing can decrease the chances of spreading washing your hands decreases the chances of spreading, right? Cuz those covid can go into your eyes, your nose, your mouth, all those things that you touch your face. But nothing beats staying away from people who could possibly be infected. Um, so when someone someone can actually have covid-19 but not have the symptoms, right? The cough, the shortness of breath, the fever, the fatigue, um, those are the main symptoms. Um, That uh, people will have. Now granted there's a whole list of other ones headache and upset stomach and all those things. I'm not going to go down the whole laundry list but someone can actually still have COVID-19 and be without symptoms. We call that asymptomatic. Without symptoms. Asymptomatic. But I want to caution you guys and this is where the science is going to come in. So um, there's what we call an incubation period guys. I need y'all to understand this. Just roll with me. Just roll with me on this. So If I'm exposed to coronavirus, it can take anywhere from two to 14 days before I start to present with symptoms. So if I go to the party and I think that I'm cool, I'm jamming and, you know, a couple days later, anywhere between two to 14 days, if I start presenting with symptoms, it's very likely that someone who was at that party had coronavirus, didn't know, and they spread it to other people. So that's the dangerous part. When we don't see the symptoms, we think we're cool. We're think like, I don't have coronavirus, girl, I'm clean. Those type of things. Um, that's how the virus spreads, okay, guys? So we have to be careful with asymptomatic transmission. And I'll tell you this, a majority of people who do have COVID-19 are asymptomatic. You guys have to believe me on this. Um so those are some things that I really, really want people to know. And I want people to also understand that it isn't just older people um, that are affected by this. Yep. We're seeing more people younger and younger and younger. Um, you know how jay what did Jay-Z say? 40 is, a, 40 is a new 30? Was that how the song went? It is? You don't know Jay-Z's lyrics. Okay, so it is. 40 is a new 30. Okay, confirmation. I got confirmation. Sorry, Jay. I haven't heard the song in a minute. But- what I'm saying, I say that to say that um, we are seeing people, initially we saw a bunch of um, elderly people, people who had pre-existing conditions who were sick. And all the testing was going to them. Now, um, as we're doing more testing, we're, catch, we're seeing that younger and younger people are getting it. So, you know, thir- 40s, 30s, and even in your 20s, they're testing positive and they're being asymptomatic. That's something we need, we need to be mindful of. But it's going to be very important for people to know that Um, COVID does not discriminate for your age, gender. Anybody is up for fair games when it comes to um, potentially getting COVID. Uh, So it's going to be important to make sure that you take care of yourself. Now, what happens when you are older or let's say you have some pre-existing conditions, then you are actually at risk for having worse complications. So I'm going to pull up this list, guys. You know what? There is this list of... COVID um, pre the CDC updated their list of um, pre-existing conditions that can result in worsening um, COVID complications. So um, here it is, CDC updated list of underlying medical conditions that can increase the risk for severe COVID complications. Now, some of these are going to make sense to you like, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a medical condition that can really, you know, uh, have a toll on the body. So let me name these off diabetes type two, sickle cell disease, um, serious heart conditions like heart failure, coronary artery disease, or any type of cardiomyopathy. Um, someone who has a, who's immunocompromised, or so a weakened immune system. Um, maybe they've had a, an organ transplant and they're on medications that have lowered their immune system. Um, anyone with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. We know COVID is a primary pulmonary, a lung disease that attacks our lungs. And then kidney disease. But here's the kicker, because I know two, let me see, two out of every three people listening are affected by this, because that's what the stats say. Obesity. So having a BMI of 30 or higher is considered an underlying medical condition that puts you at an increased risk for worse complications when it comes to COVID-19. So you could be 20, otherwise healthy, because you don't have diabetes, you don't have hypertension, you don't have all these things, but you're overweight, Um, or you're obese. And how is that classified? That's classified as having a BMI, and you can actually go to my website. I have a tool where you can calculate your BMI. You put in your height and your weight and you can calculate this. So it's really important that you know this. I'm not asking you to take anatomy and physiology class, understand science. I'm not trying to give y'all medical degrees or make y'all an honorary nurse today, but what I'm trying to say is that that list that I gave you is important to know and be familiar with, because if you fit any of those condition characteristics then you could be at risk for severe complications of COVID-19 and that's what I'm trying to prevent okay so we already went through the list of things that you can do to protect yourself in light of not having a treatment and things like that Um, but again you guys you gotta do this you gotta do this and I don't want to hear no well nurse Alice I don't have a, a fever I don't have a temperature I'm not coughing I, you know I don't have a headache I don't have these things I told you that people could be asymptomatic and still have it. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Better to operate um, and have a good, our best offense is an even better defense. So prevention, prevention, prevention is going to be the key. Think of a mask like a condom. Uh, Maybe if I say it like that, is that that better? If I say your mask is a condom, are you just going to be going around with no condom, just going into places with no condom? Some of y'all might, and that's gonna be a whole nother topic. But if you think of it that way, um, you'll realize that that's a way to protect yourself. We are all very familiar with wearing a condom to prevent HIV and AIDS and other STDs. But wearing a mask is your face condom that's gonna prevent you from getting COVID nineteen um, and other things. You know, especially as we're gonna be entering into the flu season. Listen, honey, let me just let me just keep it real. If nobody's told you, we have COVID nineteen. And then we're going to be entering into flu season this fall and winter. It's going to be a rough, rough season. So what I'm going to need y'all to do is go ahead and get your masks, stack up on your masks, get your hand sanitizer, go ahead and get in motion um, and just get ready, you know, buckle up and get ready for a tough winter because that's what it's going to be. Oh, I want to get to some questions. I want to get some questions real quickly. Uh, someone asked a question, uh, is checking your temperature helpful at identifying if you have coronavirus? So I know this question probably stems from all of the temperature checks you guys have been going places, going to stores. As people, as we started to open up the economy, they started, you know, there's a screener at the door. It's like, stop. Have you um, traveled out of the country? Have you been around anyone who has COVID or has COVID-like symptoms? Um, do you have any cough? Do you have any fever? They ask you those questions. Um, and some might even ask a question of uh, uh, sudden uh, smelling changes. Um, so anyways, uh, and then they take the, the infrared non-contact temperature and take your temperature. So those, let me first say, those tools, the the no non-contact thermometer is usually very accurate. Very accurate. So don't discount that. Now, is it helpful at detecting if someone has COVID-19? No, it's not. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you're checking a temperature, all you're doing is checking the body temperature. Just because you have a fever doesn't mean you have COVID. And if you have COVID, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to mount a fever. So guys, it's just one piece of information to help us understand um, we're looking for symptoms. Like we've asked you all those questions but it's an objective way to assess whether someone potentially has an infection. Because if you have a high temperature, um, indicates that there's some type of inflammation or infection going on. And just for for clarity, let me just say that a normal temperature is anywhere from 97 to 99 degrees Fahrenheit. When we get concerned is when your temperature is 100.4 or higher, okay? Um, and, it, and also, I'm just going to say, I don't like those screenings because someone could have took Tylenol and then rolled through and the temperature is down. So, you know, we need to make sure that when we're screening, we're actually screening correctly. Like, okay, you don't have a fever. Have you taken any Tylenol or Motrin or Aleve or anything like that in the last couple hours? But they don't ask that. And I want y'all to know this. I'm not trying to shoot down my colleagues or the healthcare systems, but I know that the healthcare system is not perfect. As a black woman... I know that there are definitely some, some breaks and gaps in the system. But I'm just saying this because I want you to know. And hopefully, if you're a healthcare professional, you can help your place get it together. Um, but, okay, so that's the temperature checks. But what I will say is, and new studies are coming out to talk about this, is that the one of the earlier symptoms of COVID-19, I need y'all to lean in. I need y'all to lean in. Come, i tell you some, some tea. i to tell you some tea real quick. The earth, oh, look, Alex leaned in. He leaned in on the side over here. <laughs> He's like, let me get this, let me get this tea with no cope. Um, so one of the things that you really that is an early indicator of COVID 19 is a loss of a lot, a sudden loss of smell. We call it anosmia. Uh, excuse me, anosmia. That's what it's called. So a sudden loss or change in smell. And the, and I'm gonna tell you just real quickly the way that this works is because. The SARS-CoV-2, which is the technical name for the virus that causes COVID-19, that virus gets into our body and it actually attacks the support cells that line our nasal cavities and it knocks them out. Y'all can't work. It's, those are the, the first things it attacks. And as a result of that, that takes out our smell. It changes our smell. So some places they'll ask you, have you had any changes or stop in being able to smell? That's good that you asked me that question, but... Let's take it a step further. What really should be happening at these places are, they like, you know those scratch-and-sniff-snickers in, in, college, in school? Remember, you're like, everyone like the scratch sniff snickers That's what we should be doing. We should be having scratch-and-sniff-snickers. I'm hungry. Stickers. Or maybe we can have some candles. Um, you know, just like when you go to the perfume or cologne um, table and they have, like, here, smell this. They spread, Shh, Shh, Shh. and then they give it to you to smell to see if you like it or not. We should be doing the same thing when it comes to Um, checking our smells, not just taking somebody's word for it, but also being more objective. And that's the best way to be objective. And let me just say this. It is a golden standard at University of Pennsylvania. They they have the smell identification test. They have 40 different smells, guys, including dill pickle, turpentine, banana, soap, licorice, cedar, all these things. They're scratching sniffs. And each test taker has a choice of four answers for each. So it looks like you scratch... You sniff, and then you get you have it's like multiple choice question on your uh, in, in uh, on your test. You get to pick which of these scents it is. Um, I don't know how many how many times you do it, but if they say it, it takes about 10, 15 minutes. That is something that I would like to see implemented. I think that's pretty easy. Um, one of the things I just want to make sure is that we remove for cultural bias because I know not everyone knows what bubble gum and grass smells like from you know depending on where you're from. Um, I don't know, you know, some. I'm not trying to be funny, but it's like, okay, does it smell like fried chicken? Well, what did your fried chicken smell like? Cause I know what my fried chicken smells like. And so we just have to be mindful of what <laughs> sense we are using. Not that they would use that guys. I was just being, I was being silly and I am hungry though. I'm about to get hangry in a second here. Um, but smell. So you need to ask yourself, have you had any changes in your smell? Have you stopped smelling? And you need to be very purposeful with this because some people don't recognize this. Um, some of you aren't exposed to um, intense smells or, you know, for other conditions or because of other medications, you've lost your smell for other reasons. But it's important to know that. It's important to know what your baseline is so you know if there's any changes. Um, but that's going to be important. So smell, anosmia, uh, is a is a change in uh, smell there. Hold on, let me get the definition correct. It's the loss of sense of smell, anosmia. Um, That'd be a good scrabble word. Okay, guys. Um, But the the newer studies are saying that checking for smell is an earlier indicator and more objective um, and more suggestive of whether someone has COVID-19 or not. Um, And if somebody is not telling the truth, fibbing, or straight out lying, uh, when you ask them the question, you run them through the test and you will know for sure if they have any changes or not. And if somebody who doesn't smell says, you know, what, I'm gonna go ahead and say I smell something, they're gonna have the sticks or the the objects that have no smell, so you can you can pick up on those things. So um, those are just a few things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to COVID-19. I'm sure, 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 we will be revisiting this topic because so many things have changed uh, and are changing, you know, every day as new research comes up. But again, I wanted to make sure that you guys knew um, signs and symptoms of COVID, how you can best protect yourself and understand more about these temperature checks. And what are true early indicators that someone may have COVID-19, especially if they are otherwise asymptomatic. So they don't have a fever. They don't have a cough. They're not short of breath, but they have lost their sense of smell early indicator. Check on your strong friends mentally, physically, and nose wise. Make sure before you go to that party, um, the, the holidays are coming up. I know we all want to get together and I know you guys are going to get together. So if I can just tell you to please keep it at a minimum, but if you are going to do it, take these steps so you can be safe because guys, we are still in this first wave of coronavirus. There are still things happening. Look, I don't know about you, but I miss Dr. Fauci. Um, but I say I, I I follow Dr. Fauci and I stay abreast on things. So if you're not following Dr. Fauci, you at least got to be following Ask Nurse Allison because I am going to tell you the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Um, and I just need y'all to listen to me. That was my tea with no copay. So you guys, again, thank you so much for being a part of the Ask Nurse family. Um, Ask Nurse Alice family. Um, again, Theo, my engineer, we got Alex over here. um, monitoring the cameras, making sure I look good. He was supposed to tell me my hair got messed up. Did our hair get messed up? Look, now he leaned in. Gone. What you doing? He's on, he's on his phone. That's okay. We, we still cool. We still cool. Um, <laughs> but guys, make sure that you follow Ask Nurse Alice, please. I am on all social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn please you can watch the replay on youtube.com forward slash ask nurse else, as well as make sure you like, and subscribe the videos there and follow me and subscribe also to the podcast. So you don't miss an episode. We are on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. So I'm everywhere. So I don't want to hear this, all this stuff that, Oh, I couldn't find it. I missed the episode. You know what? Go and tell Alexa or Siri to set you up. So it's, it stays in rotation. Okay guys. So again, follow me like subscribe slide into my DMs, send me your questions i really want to talk about all the things that you want to talk about and coming up in future episodes i know it's just me this is all me this was a lot today so you just got me but also stay tuned because i'm bringing my health experts my buddies my celebrity friends and we're going to be talking about all the health wellness love and lifestyle questions that you have and you know what guys until next time live well my friends (laughs) will see you